0: dorgan ramen is a restaurant in ashland massachusetts serves traditional and authentic japanese ramen thai noodle soups and the best chicken wings in metro west everything done in-house from scratch and they use only the highest quality products from small farms co-chef owners up and up Alan McIntosh combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508-309-3416. Or they can be located on Facebook at Dorigan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well. www.doriganramen.com Welcome back to another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the official hack slash podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. i your co-host,
1: Tracy Lutz.
0: And that is Fame by Irina Cara from the movie Fame from the 80s, which I have not seen in like a million years. And I do remember uh, watching a few times when I was a kid because I am a child of the 80s and going to see a play of it uh, with my mother.
1: I was going to say, it's been a very long time since the last time I saw it. So I barely remember
0: it. I think it got remade in the 2000s. Oh, I know it got remade. I never watched the remake, though. Ah, yes. Um, As long as they had that theme song, that was fine. Um, (laughs) Fame also reminds me of, um, I almost said Detroit Rock City, but that's the movie about the kids who go to the Kiss concert, uh, which is is a fantastic movie, by the way. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Rock... Um, Rock of Ages, that's, yes, the play and the movie.
1: Okay. Fame reminds
0: me a lot of that.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: I can see that. Yeah, or or Rock of Ages reminds people of fame. Um, Mm -hmm. I recommend seeing the play before you see the movie. If you just see the movie, then that's the only context you have. Um, The Tom Cruise character in the play is a complete and utter douchebag like Uh, the worst human being but in the movie we had to give him a redeeming arc and make him a better person by the end of the movie (laughs) because he's Tom Cruise (laughs) and I'm actually kind of okay with that I'm like you know this guy starts off as a douchebag in the beginning of both these things but by the end of the movie he has redeemed himself in my eyes and like gotten like you know, he's not a complete and utter jackass. Like, in the play, he just continues being a jackass to the point you're like, this guy sucks.
1: Like, why? Why are we dealing with this?
0: This is like, yeah. So um, so we're speaking of fame and fortune. We're talking about Fame Monster Part 1, 2, and 3 uh, in Hacks Issues 6, 7, and 8, and Issues 6 is the first one and Charcy has the plot synopsis for us I want to point out that my cover happens to have a very tabloid style cover to it which I absolutely love I gotta look up while she's doing the uh, review of the issue to see what the other cover is because on Comicvine.com where it lists like the release date for these things, I only see like the one cover, but it uh, it's kind of cool that it looks like a, a tabloid newspaper. It, it definitely
1: looks like a tabloid from the 2000s too.
0: Right. Oh, okay. Here it is. So the other cover has Kathy bursting out of a guy's head like a birthday cake.
1: Oh God, yes.
0: <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, I didn't have that one, and that one. Uh, I think that one is done by. Oh, okay. So that one is done by uh, Nate uh, Bell Bellengard. The covers for the three that I have are all done by our guest uh, Daniel Leister, who also does the yes. interior. So, but take it away with issue six.
1: Same monster is story by Tim Seeley, art by Daniel Leister, colors by Mark Englert, letters by Crank, edits by James Louder, published by Image, and I have the publishing date was September 2011.
0: Yes, and no, I have July 11th by J- July 20th, 2011, as issue six. Okay, I was going
1: to say, my resource might not have been right, unless it was giving me part three. And then I
0: remember I remember in comic book stores, uh, seven and eight came out a week apart from each other.
1: Okay, so they were back-to-back.
0: They were they were back-to-back on seven and eight, but issue six came out in July, but uh, issue seven and eight didn't come out until late September. Oh. So they were I mean, late on it. Why. Yeah, they were late on it, or um, Daniel or Tim were late on it, depending on who was responsible. Because then the next issue, Issue 9, which starts the uh, Bomb Queen storyline, uh, didn't start until November.
1: Okay. So, and that one technically wasn't too far behind either, so.
0: No, but still uh, late, not monthly.
1: So I have Part 1 opens with Celebrity Art Project singing at a concert. However, once she is backstage in her dressing room, she is stabbed to death by an unknown assailant. Elsewhere in Connecticut, Cassie awakens from a nightmare, only to find out that her dream was very real and she had witnessed the death of art projects. Kat is in Michigan watching monster movies because she's doing research. Pooch is trying to keep an eye on her in secret, but he keeps failing because he loves eating food and popcorn. She eventually captures him in a booby trap and tells him that she's ready for them to work together as cat and dog investigations. Cassie and Vlad realize that they must go to Manhattan. Along with Art Project, two more celebrities have been killed off. Cassie has another dream and witnesses their deaths, too. She also gets a glance at the killer. To her, the deaths feel too similar to Ashley. She gets a bad feeling and leaves Vlad to park the car while she runs to the hotel to find the celebrity, Kendall Ship because she feels he's in danger. She ends up getting caught by his bodyguards instead. At the end of the issue, we learn that the Nef universe is responsible for all the celebrity deaths on Earth, and somehow Ship is in the center of it
0: all. Um, so we have the cast of Douche Beach on the cover, which is supposed to be the MTV show, um, Jersey Shore. Um, and then we have people with cell phone cameras, which are very funny because they're like the flip phone kind. Mm-hmm.
1: The old-fashioned. I, I miss my flip phone, to be honest. <laughs>
0: we also have Art Project on the cover, who is the... Uh, uh, lady gaga kind of character you thought in i the, in the book?
1: i thought kind of like a lady gaga spoof because that's just around when lady gaga was coming around but I, I can see the
0: britney spears kind of reference too and then we have kendall ship on the cover as well behind directly behind cassie's bat and Vlad's shoulder that is our villain actually in disguise
1: yes he is
0: So we open up the issue with our Lady Gaga ridiculously looking costume. Now, I don't think Lady Gaga puts, like, black X tape on her nipples, but that might have been, like, Daniel's way of covering this girl's breasts up for some reason. I mean, we have a full-on titty shot later on in this storyline, so I'm not entirely sure why that is.
1: Well, you know, if she had a malfunction and if her art piece fell off of her breast, then at least her nipples were covered yeah
0: because nipples are so offensive
1: (laughs) well they are didn't you know (laughs) but i i love her ridiculous
0: uh
1: her uh not eyebrows but her eyelashes her fake eyelashes
0: you know what's funny is that lady gaga would wear black tape over her nipples but do you know in 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 what exactly
1: and what would she wear the black tape over her nipples?
0: Yeah, what was she doing? You mean Lady Gat,
1: Reverend? She's done so much, and it's like I can picture it, but I can't think.
0: American Horror Story Hotel, did. when she plays the vampire, yeah. and she's at like the um, the movie, uh, the outdoor movie of Night of the Living Dead, and she looks over to the couple, the young couple, and then she does the like the V sign with her fingers and sticks her tongue between it to lick like a pussy. And later on, she's in bed with these two, with her companion. And then they're, like, screwing around. Here, let me
1: move that away from... There. Hopefully she'll leave it alone this time. Apparently she wants to suffocate herself. But, yeah, you were talking about Lady Gaga uh, for the vampire one.
0: Yeah, Hotel. So, um she, like, kills these two. And then they're, her and her lover, like, have sex in the blood of the two of them that they just had sex with. And it's... It, It was the point that made me leave the show because I'm, like, watching this thing going, okay, so they can have this gratuitous amount of blood where they're, like, writhing around in it. And she's, like, making out with this other girl. They have to cover her nipples up? It it just looks so stupid. (laughs) It's the stupidity of television whatever that really just got me and took me out of it. So Vlad's on the floor eating crispy – or, sorry, chippy pit bits, which is, I think, the squirrel, right? Yes,
1: he loves chippy the squirrel.
0: Uh, They don't have any milk, so he puts in Mexican pineapple soda. Uh. (laughs) Oh, it's so gross. Then we switch over to Ann Arbor, Michigan, and playing on the moniker is Monster Bait Film Festival, The Beast from Ground Zero, Gorilla Conda Lives... That's I'm trying to read it, but the text is it so is small. It is so hard. It gets really, really light. It's then, like what psycho something. I can't. I, I I can't even make it out. But this creature that's attacking this blonde, the radioactive monstrosity, she calls it. And Cat's watching it for research, but she's getting stalked by Pooch, who says. Um, why must uh, Mistress Cat Kiro spend so much time in places littered with delicious food corn? Floor corn. Floor corn. <laughs> Gross.
1: Well, the look on Kat's face when she's ready to turn around and start yelling at someone, like, you need to be quiet, and then she's just kind of, like, perplexed, because she's like, well, nobody's behind me, but it's, it's pooch.
0: <laughs> They're asking, and then, of course, there's a... Um, on the news, there's a graph asking what did Art Project taste like because she was carved up? Did she taste like chicken, pork, or creativity? They would never do that.
1: No. I, I was going to say, nowadays, that I can't imagine what would happen, even if that would have happened back in 2011.
0: Kat is on the road, and she's being financed by her dad, uh, who's like, I'm going to give you a couple more thousand dollars. And she's like, great. And I'm like,
1: What? <laughs> I was gonna say where where was that fun back when I was
0: <laughs> did you also the... did you also happen to notice what's on Kat's bed next to her magnifying glass the flashlight nope oh oh her tape recorder the pink thing is a tape recorder I thought maybe it was a vibrator oh on the uh, bed right next to the magnifying glass
1: yeah that's hard to make out but I'm I'm not sure if it is a vibrator because it looks like it it flips.
0: Oh, I, guess. I thought maybe like, it was a vibrator, because she's on her cell phone. Like it's a
1: glasses case
0: maybe or something? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to go with vibrator.
1: <laughs>
0: she's 24 years old. She's exploring. Oh, herself. it's her knife. Oh, it's her knife. That's right. Because that's what's in her hand. Right, because she cuts Pooch down, who looks horrible. I did not yes. realize Pooch had chicken legs.
1: He does for this issue. Oh, my
0: God. When did They're he... so creepy. I know. It just makes Pooch even worse. Oh my god! Like he's a uh, lovable pooch. And then we switch back over to man. This, like everything just constantly is jumping around, and uh, this girl is gonna nail these two guys. Apparently, and yeah, they get she's stabbed. I have to bring some with them. Yep.
1: And they get impaled, and she literally gets to watch them both get impaled. What? And I, I can't. This guy. He's like, just kill the girl, man. She's nobody. It's like, oh my God, are you serious? Uh-huh. And then, of course, we get the first glimpse of the bad guy, which we don't know yet that it's technically ship in disguise. And he also doesn't have any eyes. So I always find it interesting. And, of course, they kind of hint at it later where he even says that he can't
0: see things. Why does Kathy keep having these, like, visions? Is it because she was in the Nef world, possibly? It's be. Well, they explain it in Part 3, but it's because of the fact
1: that she's got that um, connection to Ashley. The stillborn was a creature that was created from Ashley.
0: Right. Okay. Gotcha. Um the Ritzy, Ritzy Palace Hotel. The Ritzy, Ritzy. She tries to uh, stop the killing, but arrives too late, finds the girl covered in blood. The guards try to stop her. She gets tased. The song that the bladded, best face ever. The song, yeah, it's a little silly. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised there isn't like a pool of urine underneath her. <laughs> there could be. <laughs> um the song that vlad is listening to he's the same exact way in like one two three four five panels and then finally blows his horn yep yep
1: that that road rage that you finally feel because he's trying to park in manhattan you can't find parking in
0: manhattan the neph lords have um killed a whole bunch of worshipers or people or something
1: I, I'm going to assume it's their worshippers because their world is dying. And in order for them to conserve energy, they're literally killing off their spawn. Right. That's what I got with their creepy-ass tentacles. But that's basically where uh, that first issue ends is, of course, when you just get that last little hint. Because, I mean, they don't really tell you that Ship is the baddie. But they just kind of say that they owe it all to this lovely child. Which is of course a picture of
0: Kendall Ship. In the back of the issue, the Hackslash Letters page, which I thought had, that I thought had a name, it just says Hackslash. Says, welcome back to the Hackslash Letters page. We asked for letters last issue, but since issue five came out today, as I put this together, I figured I should give everyone a few days. In the meantime, I thought I'd let my staff take a crack at the horror movies of this issue. B movies are certainly a common topic for discussion uh, for the current group working on the book every month. Editor James Lauder and I can go on for hours about Faster, Pussycat, Kill, Kill. But when Crank lived in Chicago, we'd share a bad movie night once in a while. So until we get some of your letters, let's let the people who slave over the comic every month tell you what gets their VCR hot. VCRs, there's a little clue to how goddamn old I'm getting. Anyway, (laughs) horror movies of this issue. Daniel Leister on Bad Taste. This was Peter Jackson's full-length movie. Way before Lord of the Rings trilogy. He was doing a gore gag fest like this. The last time I saw it, they had updated a few of the shots, not by much. It's a little romp about aliens using people for their snack burgers. Best seen in the hero falling straight through the big baddie with a chainsaw. Mark Engelhart on Chomper Chicks in Zombie Town. My personal favorite film in Trauma's catalog. This title is a fairly apt description of the plot. But well, what keeps me coming back are some of very solid concepts executed in the most goofy, low-budget way possible. The soundtrack is amazing, and you are treated to some of the very early performances from Billy Bob Thornton and Ed Gale, along with the always great Don Cal- Kalfa. Kate- it's not a movie for everyone, but if you are a fan of the absurd, tracking down this gem is well worth the effort. Crank on Troll Hunter, the 2010 film. Um... I keep telling myself I'm sick to death of single-camera, fake documentary-style movies, and then something like this comes along. Solid production, decent acting, and a fun backstory involving trolls and the government agency created to keep them under control. In the modern world, make for a fun flick. It's one of those offbeat things that transcends its parts and gives you something different from the crowd of current remakes and torture porn. You don't have these, right, because you're doing this in the, in the trade?
1: Yeah, I have this an omnibus, so I do not get to see those little extras.
0: Okay, James Lauder on Phenomenon. Dario Argentio has made much better films. Dario Argentio has made much better films. Inferno is an underrated masterpiece, but few odder than this yarn about a schoolgirl with the ability to communicate telepathically with insects who investigate a string of artfully gruesome murders around a Swiss boarding house. Check your conscious mind logic at the door and go with the flow. Phenomenon boasts Jennifer Connolly, Donald Pleasance, and a chimp with a straight razor. How can you go wrong? I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen that. So, I have
1: never seen that either. And it was and, called what? Phenomenon?
0: Yep. Tim Seeley on Vampire Girl vs. Frankenstein Girl. Okay, I can't really say this adaptation of a manga is actually good as so much as I can say it's entertaining. Colorful, <laughs> cartoony, and insanely gory, it shines in the action scenes and lags in the plot and character moments, like really lags. But some of the death scenes pretty well make up for it and gets major points for creativity. Follow me on Twitter, Hack and Tim Seeley, which he still has to this day. Mm-hmm. We have hosted form on comicbookresources.com over in the image section if you want to post and interact with the other leaders. Master Hack slash activist Jeff Bone, who has been on this podcast, runs a great website called Hack hack/ink.com where you can find updates, news, and Minta uh, min- uh, min- uh, that even I don't fucking know about. So check that out, and maybe even start emailing. While I wait for you to get around to it, I think I'll watch a movie. Signed, Tim Seeley. So uh, Jeff runs Hack Slash Inc., the Twitter account now. I don't think the website's up anymore. Then, then we have Hoax Hunters Part 6, and Corpse the corpse in Orphans of the Air. I don't know if that's the living corpse or what, um, but then... Uh, in the back we have the third degree written column written by Jonathan Hickman, who is currently the writer of the X Men titles at Marvel right now.
1: Nice.
0: The back issue sorry, the back the back page has an ad for Strange Girl Omnibus. Patton Oswald says a loving, nostalgic look at the coming apocalypse. It's a title by Rick Remender.
1: That, that's one way of putting it.
0: <laughs> now on to Hackslash Issue Seven.
1: On to the next card. Then this synopsis goes to, this issue opens with the, I have them as Toffers sisters, speaking in private in their dressing room, but they are being watched by the killer. There are too many bodyguards around, otherwise he would have attacked them. Cassie wakes again to realize she saw that moment in her dreams. While Vlad is trying to reach her, he realizes that he is being followed. Turns out that they are two Ness assassins trying to kill him but Vlad is too clever for them. He finds a safe place to hide, then waits in order to ambush them. Back at the hotel, Cassie is told by Ship's bodyguard that she is to be rewarded for saving his life and that he wants to sleep with her. While she is preparing to just leave the situation, she ends up passing out instead. When she wakes, she finds that she is paralyzed and finds out that Ship has been the killer this whole time. He's a creature from the Neflords named the Stillborn. He is a combined creation of Ashley Guthrie's dreamwalking powers and Martha Jowuszki's psychic abilities. With these powers, he's able to control Cassie's, Cassie's and others' minds through their love of fame and power. He reveals to her that the Neflords plan to use ship's fame in order to enter Earth and take over this world. The Nef world was dying. Meanwhile, Vlad has easily defeated the Nef assassins, even crushing one of them under a car. The Nef lords sense that Vlad has killed them, but they cannot retaliate because they have to save their energy. Cassie asks why Ship was killing off the celebrities, and he quickly explains that it's because he needs to get rid of any rival god. This issue ends with him seeing to his crowd of worshippers, and Cassie is left paralyzed in his room. Left only to watch the event on the TV.
0: Dun dun dun. <laughs> so the cover for this one has the Nephilim child leering over Cassie as she's passed out. On one and cover, and they do
1: have that in the back of the omnibus,
0: so I do see that one. And the other cover, uh, the other cover I would love to to obtain. I think it's by Emily Stone, and it has. A, it's a movie theater – it's a movie poster kind of uh, po- uh, cover where it says Hack Slash in giant yellow dripping letters. Um, Tim Seeley presents Hack Slash. Um, the price tag on that cover is two ninety nine for some reason, but the Hack Slash number seven that I have has a cover price of $3.50. I wonder what that's about. Yeah, that's interesting. And then also in the lower left-hand corner, it has Vlad and Cassie. It says an eye-popping 2D starring Cassie Hack, the meat man Vlad, and the monster. And the cover is uh, Vlad holding an unconscious Cassie as he is walking away in the swamp from a hut. Um, it makes Vlad look like menacing and like the villain, not unlike in the lower left-hand corner where he's standing directly behind Cassie, and he looks like Swamp Thing. Cause he's yeah, I was green. thinking the
1: same thing. Definitely looks like swamp thing.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So, okay, so this blonde here we have here in the um, with her nipples poking through her bra, which is funny. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of Britney Spears a little bit.
1: She does. And her cutesy little sad face where she's pretending to be sad about Art Project and two dudes from the Douche Beach show... And she's preparing that speech, and it's like, oh, well, she kind of really doesn't care about these people, but she cares about this headline that she's going to get. And then are her two sisters that are with her, which I, I find it interesting. It's like, they're sisters, but it's like, I don't know if it's just because of the hair color or what, where it's like, I don't see them as sisters at first.
0: Vlad is on his way to rescue Kathy as the nest monster is hiding out in the air ducts, but why didn't they just... Arrest Cassie. Oh, because they saved their lives. He was trying yes. to save their life. Okay, that's that's right. But um we we know we learned this issue that the Neff monster is actually the um the 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 black that guy.
1: ship yeah, that ship is actually uh the stillborn.
0: Right. They uh Vlad on his way to Cassie finds a couple of the Neff um worshipers who look sh- like somebody we've seen before, Sam Hain. Pur- very similar the purple masks and the black cloaks very similar, but they also kind of look like Vlad with his mask on Mhm, and it's in like fact the application wh- of them right when they take their mask off, their horns have been sawed off, and it looks very similar to Vlad's face. can't okay. imagine why
1: might be a reason
0: yeah, um, I want to have your baby Kendall after Cassie meets up with the uh singer who's like, you're going to get the pleasure of being able to fuck me.
1: Oh, and him in that stupid fucking robe. (laughs) And just, I love Cassie's ridiculous face where she's just cringing, where, and you just see her as he drops his robe where she's like, um, oh boy. (laughs) She obviously does not want to be in the situation, and she's ready to get out of the situation. But, of course, uh, hinted before she ends up passing out but that she doesn't realize why she's passing out but it has to do with ship
0: yeah um this is a uh interesting compromising position that many young women find themselves in when they finally meet up with their celebrity heartthrob several people have accused people like justin bieber and mario lopez of doing this that's not okay in any sense no, and those allegations have not really been fruitful for the um, accuser. They're not exactly – Justin Bieber is pretty uh, – still pretty popular, and uh, and uh, Mario Lopez was just on the Save by the Bell uh, reunion show. Yeah. So I don't think that came to anything, you know what I mean? I don't know I don't, I, don't, I don't tend to know exactly what happens with things like that. Uh, I have had people tell me that they've been put in that type of position. There is an entire porn industry about that kind of situation,
1: yeah, that
0: casting call, you know, oh
1: God, casting calls it and it, it's just cringe, cringe,
0: <laughs> but those are all sometimes most of the time. They're 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 acting it out. They're
1: oh yeah, definitely. They, they, in those they, cases, they're acting
0: it out. Yes, a lot of times in the porn industry, it is a acted out. Like I want you to play. Like you don't want to do this, and you're we, you're kind of seduced into it. I've had girls. I've met actresses, and I've you know met people who like you know we have this whole like thing. We play acted out. We everyone keeps their clothes on before we we start getting to the real you know. Uh, pornography, you know, just to kind of make sure we are doing what we're supposed to be doing and stuff like that. So, um, but I actually have a, a short film that I wrote called The Model, where the model comes in to audition for something and she is forced to or seduced or it is alluded that maybe she needs to get down on her knees and perform something to the auditioner, who's also a woman, by the way, and then the psychological damage it does to her throughout the rest of the short film. And I, I was going to say, that that sounds deep in so many levels. And we're going to, we want to, and I, I've tried to make it like a couple times and it's just the cast has just falling apart or just, I could not get the right people to commit for it. And uh, I want it done in black and white. And
1: That sounds like a great idea for it.
0: Yep. I want it done in black and white and I want the music to be very like somber throughout. And then we get to the ending and it just hits you.
1: Well, I hope you can get something together so that you can get it created sometime.
0: Yeah, it doesn't need a huge cast, just like two or three people. Oh, man. Like and real small, find them. really small cast, like microscopic cast, because most of the acting is done by the, the one person playing the model. So um, I almost had a director once, and she she was really excited about it. But then she came to me one day, and she's like, I, I want to rewrite this. And I was like, uh How? And she said, would you be open if, like, the auditioner, the person doing the auditioning was a guy instead of another woman? I was like, why? And she's like, because it would be more believable. And I'm like, you don't think women can put themselves into a position of power that they would make another person, another woman, eat some crow in order to get a job that she wants? Women are just as bad as men in that regard. And she's like, I don't think it's a good representation of women. And I'm like, that's not the point of the – I'm not making the best representation of people. This is supposed to be the worst representation of people. Uh, the whole point wait, of like, the whole point of my short film is to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> it's also called acting. Mm-hmm. It's it's not real. It's a it's a story. It's a scenario. Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, then no, thank you." I'm like, you "What know? do you mean, no, thank you?" And she's like, I, I just." no no thank you on wanting to do this just stopped dead Uh and i was like why because i won't change the gender of the of the person who's doing the interview no thank you wow like she completely shut down like a child not any explanation not any like this is why i feel like this should be done this way but she's just like it just it doesn't feel like a good representation of women that she's the bad guy.
1: I I was going to say women can be
0: bad guys too. Yeah, women are can be just as devious as men to get what they want out of an actor or actress. And they're not all Harvey Weinstein, but there are some out there. So, we switch back over to Cassie and she's uh in bed and this creature is able to like switch back and forth between like his, you know, beautiful pop star look to this creature very quickly, very flawlessly.
1: I kind of figured that out with the idea that it's supposed to be the fact that he uses his psychic abilities to kind of like make everybody think he looks like this, where he always actually looks like Stillborn, but he can impersonate everybody to make them think that they're seeing him as Ship.
0: The giant Nephlords look like brains with anuses on the top of their heads and squid tentacles. Oh, so creepy. Doesn't it look like a giant anus on the top of a brain? Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Um, sphincter. there's the word. Yeah, they definitely like a, do
0: look like sphincters. It looks like a big old sphincter. Um, what is written on Kat's t-shirt when we switch over to her? Mystery Mile 5K Detective Run. That is hilarious. Oh my gosh,
1: I didn't even notice that the first time around.
0: That is very funny. Because um, Pooch
1: is unfortunately having dreams about the Neth lords trying to enter
0: Earth as well. Right, which is, uh, you know, his dreams are basically mirroring what what's going on. To um, <laughs> be honest with you, the dialogue back and forth with Cassie being passed out and this Nef demon guy is just not as interesting as I remember it to be.
1: It just kind of becomes more along the fact that, because he... It's when he explains why the Neph are entering their world. And then I know that she says that she wants to know why he's killing celebrities. And he just kind of says, well, you know how uh, deities can be jealous. So obviously we need to off anyone else who can be a god or a goddess. Although I do appreciate their uh, idea that they have that play on that word worship. But it's his name ship instead. His worshippers.
0: Yes, at a concert, um, he's going to use the concert people as his worshippers to help feed the Nethlore demons, uh, which is very interesting.
1: Because I was trying to think. Well, yeah, I guess that's how the Nephlers, uh fed originally to begin with anyways, because they, they fed off of six. basically people. Six. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because Six would bring, but no, Six was bringing them virgins so they could mate.
0: But the, So the, oh, they yeah, okay.
1: But they still fed off of the fact that they, they
0: had to be worshipped.
1: They had to be loved in order for them to feed.
0: Mm, okay, yeah, you're right. Um, been a while since I've read those issues. Um, and now we're going to move on to issue eight, but real quick. At the back, um, there's no letters page, unfortunately, with Tim this time around. There's the continuation of The Hoax Hunters, um, which is written by Steve Seely, Tim's brother. And uh, the corpse in Orphans of the Air, part two. This is not the living corpse like I thought it was. And then an ad for Chew. And then a bunch of Image Comics, uh, just letting you know what else is going on in Image Comics. The third degree this month was with Jay Faber, who uh, currently at this time, I don't know what he's working on today in 2021, but he used to work on uh, Generation X and the New Warriors and Titans and currently works on Dynamo 5. And at this time, Walking Dead number 89 was being published. Which number one forty eight in Spawn two eleven? Which in two thousand eleven? How many episodes was up for
1: The Walking Dead by that point?
0: Season two would be starting soon. Okay. To
1: so season one. Because I'm like, yeah, that's
0: season, around the same time it was on for the show. Season one was in two thousand ten. Six episodes.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Remember
0: back when The Walking Dead was only six episodes a season? Oh, Not my extended, God, yeah, like baby episodes. 20-episode <laughs> seasons or something like that, which just mm-hmm. dragged out the show and what made people lose their minds watching it because they kept doing all these idiotic filler episodes before getting to the main plot line, and that's why I I lost I, I left The Walking Dead. I um, uh, do you know. That's the
1: exact same reason why I did, too. And I still feel like their most successful season was the first season.
0: And then... Um, as of twenty it's funny, so in two thousand and eleven uh spawn two hundred and eleven was on the shelves, but in the year that uh, we're when we're recording this uh spawn is up to issue three hundred and eighteen now oh wow, yeah, and every issue that's published uh continues uh the award for the longest running independent comic book of all time.
1: And the longer it goes, the more it's going to hold
0: on to it. Right. And at the stores uh, this week was, uh, I believe, no, I'm sorry, not this week, but launching in June is Spawn Universe number one.
1: Oh, nice.
0: A new ongoing Spawn series. That's cool. Yes. And if you want to find out more about Spawn Universe number one, you can tune into the Radio Horror YouTube channel and watch on YouTube – on uh, the entire Zoom conversation between me and Todd McFarlane.
1: Nice.
0: Yep. Moving on to hack number eight.
1: So for number eight, uh, Cassie is struggling to move. She is still paralyzed in ship's room while he is performing to his crowd. As they all cheer for him, the Neff lords are getting more and more powerful. Vlad has finally arrived at the concert, and he can feel that Neff's energy is nearby. He knows where he needs to go, but he needs a distraction. Still trying to gain control of her body, Cassie is not able to move. She helplessly watches the concert from the TV. It takes her some time to realize that she has to fight him by using her mind instead. She is able to take control of him for a short time, and he faints while he's on stage. Vlad uses that moment as his distraction, and he finally runs backstage. Cassie is free, and she takes off after ship. Bodyguards and staff have quickly gathered him and is moving him backstage to a private room. And Amelia is told to get on stage. While Vlad is searching backstage, he finds that ship has transformed into his true form and is killing people. He has killed celebrity Agatha as well and is going after Anna next. Vlad tries to stop him, but he breaks his arm and knocks him out. He drags a helpless Anna on stage with him and takes a large bite out of her throat and right in front of the crowd. The crowd goes into a trance, and the Neflords are gaining power from this. They are beginning to enter Earth. Cassie uses this moment to attack ship and breaks his leg, but she ends up getting electrocuted by all the energy in the air. Vlad slams ship into the ground to stop his attack on her. Then Cassie realizes that she must break the crowd from their trance, or the Nephlords will join Earth. She thinks fast and pulls Amelia's top off. This works, and the crowd wakes up. The portal begins to close off between the worlds. Angry for her sister's death, Amelia throws ship into the crowd, and they instantly tear him apart. Quite literally tearing him apart. Cassie and Vlad save the day again, and the Nephlords are unable to enter Earth, and Amelia is now viewed as the next celebrity sensation.
0: Uh, This issue only had one cover. No, it had two, but for some reason, Comicvine.com does not list the other cover. I do like the
1: one cover that I am seeing here. It's the one where Cassie's standing in the middle of the street, and there's one of the Neff lords above them.
0: Right, and the girl. I don't know who that's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be Anna. Gotcha. Okay. I think. (laughs) This concert event reminds me of... And I might be wrong, and somebody can post about it in the show notes, in the comments section, because it's been a million years since I've read these books, people. i got to get the audiobooks because I don't have time to reread them, but I would love to read the listen to the audiobooks before the TV series comes out. Um, the novel, Queen of the Damned, has something similar to this where um, Lestet holds a rock concert to – feed the energy into, like, Akasha, Akasha, the Queen of the Vampires. Yes. And it's, it's very, very muddled in the movie. He just has a rock concert out in Death Valley, you know what I mean? In the novel, it's done to feed Ak- Akash- Akasha, Akashi, Akasha, uh, Aaliyah's character, you know, the Queen of the Damned herself. because you in know, the,
1: I'm trying to think up her name now, too. I in
0: the... In the Lestet novel is where he becomes the rock star, and that continues into Queen of the Damned. Yes. So, um, can you feel it? Reminds me of The Warriors. Can you dig it? Do you know The Warriors? Uh, it
1: has been a long time since I've
0: seen it. Gotcha. Cassie still passed out in the hotel and unable to do anything. Vlad... Is at the concert and he sticks out like a sore thumb.
1: Well, I love that people are just staring at him like, who the hell is this guy? Why is he here? Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I remember which scene you're talking about with the lawyers. Yes. Okay.
0: (laughs) They talked about the celebrity killer a little bit in the previous issue and they mentioned it again. The dark haired girl and the blonde mention it. And this is something that Randy Quaid has come up with as a conspiracy theory, that there's a celebrity killer out there. And this is the person that whacked off um, supposedly like Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And this is why Randy Quaid won't come back into the country. Um, the other reason Randy Quaid won't come back in the country, him and his wife owe the IRS a ton of money.
1: I was going to say that. That probably sounds a lot more accurate.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, because I don't think you get taxes taken out of your um, SAG checks. Uh Someone told me you only get paid four times a year if you're a SAG actor.
1: Really? Huh.
0: Yeah. Like, you're not paid – like, you don't do a movie, and then you get kind of check afterwards. You know what I mean? Or check beforehand. You get paid a few times a year or something like that. I don't know how SAG works. I've had plenty of SAG actors on the show. I probably could have asked this question to. Yeah. Uh, But one person I do remember telling me that they don't get paid uh, for – anything until like you know for a few months and i'm like really and they're like yeah it's all like you're paid a few times a year maybe some people have it set up differently you know what i mean
1: i i like to think so i can't imagine getting paid quarterly in a year
0: but think about it if you did and it was like a significant amount of money that's how you budget your money yeah you know what i mean
1: can you imagine the taxes on that though
0: Right, but that's the thing is some people don't pay their taxes. Uh, okay, and since they don't take probably... out, they don't take out income tax out of your sack. Your, they
1: just take it. Okay, yeah, and they're uh, not taking thirty. You, you get
0: okay. you, you 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 get paid, let's say a few million dollars to be in a Marvel movie. However much money. Oh my god! Yeah,
1: I can't imagine. Okay, nice. Yeah, that that they probably owe a lot of money. <laughs>
0: The faces
1: that are drawn on Cassie's face while she's straining to gain her body power, and the fact that she's already said she's like, you know, I can't do this anymore because otherwise I'm going to shit my pants.
0: Who's the blonde girl of the two? Agatha the is the other one.
1: Anna. Anna. Anna
0: when she gets stabbed in the leg after, um, that's why because he, he screams out Anna. After mm-hmm. the Nest Demon kills off the guards, and she gets stabbed right in the leg, I'm just like, ow, ow, ow.
1: That is one of the worst. I Cringe. Any movie I see where you get, like, sliced at the ankles, I
0: cringe. Oh, you mean like Baby Gage to the old man in Pet Cemetery? Oh,
1: yes. Oh, my God. Right at the bed scene. Yep, yep, cringe. <laughs> the fact that we know that this guy, uh, Chip or the stillborn, however you want to call him, how strong he is considering he can break Vlad's arm with like
0: ease. He's very pink compared to Vlad, I noticed. Like the way he's colored, I don't know I didn't think he was so pink before, but he's very, very pink in this.
1: I, I didn't I thought he was more like grey toned in the other issues.
0: Right, but yeah. in this, like when he's fighting Vlad, when he grabs Anna by the hair and he uppercuts Vlad, he is extremely pink. Mm Mhm. almost neon fluorescent
1: colors. (laughs) Maybe it's all the blood on his face. I don't know. (laughs) His face is when he's dragging Anna out by her hair and the fact the crowd, you know, is not even doing anything about this and just still even yelling how much... Yeah, we love you, Kendall! It's like, never mind that he's dragging a woman onto the stage with her hair and then just chomps down on her. And he takes, like, a huge chunk out of her neck, too, like... the later scene, it's like, dear God, it looks like he took about half of her neck when he bit.
0: And the Nephlords are, our time has come. We are excited. I, we, I, we, I, we. They keep using I, Lee. Uh, especially when they say, I, we have preejaculated upon myself, yourself. Or, <laughs> er, or, er,
1: my R, my R.
0: <laughs> he took enough of a bite out of her that she looks like she is pretty much dead. And, um the energy spilling out you know screaming to worship him the netlords are about to enter in and you're right then Cassie pulls down the uh DJ's top and we get some nipple action too
1: from Amelia yeah
0: it's a very tan body
1: oh i do have to say this line from the netlords though that just where they're like i we will fill that one with a seed first that one is male but so pretty
0: Always wanted to see her topless, nicer rack than her sister. There are children uh-huh. here. That's scandalous. Um, in my opinion, those look kind of fake. Um. <laughs> well, of course they are. They're a
1: drawing. Ah, but she? <laughs>
0: Um, Where were the Nephloids materializing? Were they materializing inside the dome?
1: Uh, yes, right above inside the dome. Cause I, I, it took me a minute to realize that too. But they were, they were literally materializing above where ship was.
0: The next scene that we see her, she looks like she has her top back on, but there's uh-huh. no scene magically. of her putting. Yeah, magically. There's really no scene of her putting her top back on. So that's, it's, it's just a little jarring. Um, and then they kill, decide to kill ship and Cassie and hack, Cassie hack, Cassie and Vlad decide to leave. Um, they cut of
1: Use that opportunity. And as Cassie so eloquently put it, "lead very rock and roll of us.
0: Literally. They're tearing him apart. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she goes back to the concert where uh, Amelia starts, like, pumping up the crowd. Oh, my God, the hair on her is just ridiculous.
1: <laughs> what? I think it's fun. <laughs> uh,
0: why do you like this story so much?
1: I just kind of like the poppy side to it more than anything.
0: I I think it's everything I hate about celebrities.
1: (laughs) Well, I think that's why it's just the fact that, I mean, they're killing these guys. It's the weird pun that they're taking the worst aspects of the celebrities, making it into a spoof, and then killing them off. So it's like a bad B-rated horror movie, and that's probably why I love it.
0: Um, and then we have a letters page at the end of issue eight and, um, somebody brings up, so there's actual letters in here this time. Woman says she loves Cassie and Hack. Okay. So it's like two letters. It's like a letter and then a letter by a woman who's got a big problem with Cassie Hack in the comic book. My name is Julie oh, yeah. Dressler. My husband, Mikey has been reading Hack Slash since back, in, um, from the beginning. I love Cass, Hack. I love Hack Slash, I love Vlad, Cassie. And pooch is my all-time favorite not mine um just so you don't think I am some crazy chick on a Jesus mission or something my husband actually brought this up and I concur okay enough build-up here it is in omnibus one you have a section in the back describes how you want the characters drawn for Cassie you wrote and I quote from the book five eight guess she's tall 120 fat 120 pounds breasts are a B cup or so not very big so, you know where I am going with this, right? I don't understand why a character as cool as Cassie Hack has to be drawn like a hooker stripper all the time it's not just in her build. Cassie chases after the black lamp going in gang when i am uh sorry Ch- Cassie chases after the black lamp gang in what I can only call full on stripper bondage gear thong hanging out at the miniskirt belt harness Jesus uh sheesh, I promise I am not some moral majority weirdo. I was a stripper for seven years and even at the tender age of 42, I can still rock a wife beater black bra combo. Thank you very much. But seriously, I realize that Cassie has a certain fan base that appreciates her looking like she just shook the dollar bills out of her for panties. But I think that the character deserves better. If she's going to be cons- going to be costumed like that, why not solve her and Vlad's money problems by getting her an onstage in every town she hits. I can't understand her wanting to attract that kind of attention. And frankly, a lot of what she wears would be completely impractical in a fight. I love sexy boots, knee socks, mini skirts, and wife beater, Cassie, but tits out, black bra, bondage harness, Cassie's a bit much. It veers into the realm of wank comics, and the stories and characters are truly so much better than that. Okay, I could go on and on, but it's off my chest. Seriously, no other complaints. Love the book, and I'm looking forward to uh, keeping abreast. Ha, see what I did there? As Cassie and Vlad in the gang for many years to come. Okay, before I get to Tim's response, what do you think of that letter?
1: I was going to say I mean I can understand exactly especially where you're picturing Cassie on each artist drew her differently and I don't know it's such a hard subject to talk about where everyone has a different opinion and take on it and obviously we can all have our opinion on it but for for you 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 know with me we've discussed this before where I'm like with women It's just, it shows to me that a a woman could run into something completely bare ass naked and that would be Kathy. She could run in with just her underwear and a bat and she would kick everyone's ass. She doesn't have to have armor. She's just badass to begin with. So, but that's just my opinion. I'm curious to hear what Tim's opinion is on
0: it. Thanks for writing. Honestly, Julie, I agree with you. It's been an interesting downside of having male artists on the book. I have to monitor the way they draw Cassie because there is a difference between sexy and skeevy. Not to throw anyone under the bus, but trust me, trying to explain the difference to keep an eye out on the art that crosses the line is a pain in the ass. Now, Kyle, artist of Issue 5, has a style that's all about crazy, uh, gritty cartoonists so you might want to keep that in mind when looking at the costuming he gave all the characters. But in the end, it's up to me to keep a tighter rein on my artist's rampant hormones, so I apologize. None of us at Hack Flash Inc. want this to be seen as a wank book. Cassie's image is something we will continue to develop and refine. Interesting. I wonder how he feels which, today.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, we know exactly how Cassie develops over time. So... I guess that's why it's but her like. But wardrobe about, stays the same. Yeah, it, it does stay the same. So I, I mean, guess that's why it's like, for me, it's like looking back on like,
0: but that's just Cassie. Um, She's a teenager. We have so. we have Hoax Hunters Part 8 in this book um, by Steve Seeley. And then an ad for Victor Crowley meets Cassie Hack, Hack Slash, uh, Hatchet Slash, Hatchet Slash. Old School American Horror vs. Comic Book Horror Hunter coming November 2011. So we are a few months away. Uh, yeah. But next up will be the Hackslash issue number nine, which is part of the Bomb Queen story arc. Um, mm-hmm. and in fact, that's what's advertised in this. So we mm-hmm. will cover the Bomb Queen storyline before we get to the Hatchet Hackslash um, uh, annual. Hack, uh, ha- annual number three, actually. Nice. So we're
1: getting there. We're getting
0: close. Um, Right. The rest of the ads and whatever else was being published by Image Comics is the same as the last issue because issues seven and eight were published uh, back-to-back within a week of each other to probably catch up on a deadline. Um, And then the back of the comic book has The Strange Talent of Luther Strode. I'm not familiar with this comic book either. There are a lot of Image comic books that I, I I have never heard of. Strange Girl, Undying Love. And Luther Strode, never heard of them before. They're are all they, in the back of these Image uh, hack slash issues.
1: Are they long lasting comics by chance, or are I, they just kind of short lived?
0: I don't know. I don't see them on the rack right now. If that's <laughs> what you're asking.
1: I and I, I don't think I've ever heard of them either.
0: I don't know of an ongoing image. Com- I don't know of an ongoing image comic book besides Spawn and Savage Dragon Saga. I think has ended. Uh, Walking Dead ended as of issue 189, Invincible has ended, Uh, Monstrous is still going, but I don't think that's going to be ongoing and ongoing. I I think the only two ongoing Image comic books that are still on the shelf right now are uh, Spawn and uh, Savage Dragon, which are by the original Image uh, founding fathers, Eric Larson and Tom McFarlane. Nice. So, um, and I buy Savage Dragon every month that comes out, or whenever it comes out, <laughs> it's, it's got yeah. scheduling problems, <laughs> um, and it's why Eric has basically relegated himself to just doing uh, Savage Dragon. Uh, he just announced on Twitter he just got the uh, COVID nineteen vaccine. Oh, oh, the vaccine! I thought you were going to say he had COVID. Oh no! <laughs> no, he got the vaccine, um, and okay. since we're going to be in the image world for. Ever <laughs> yeah. um, By the way I, re- I remember in 2019 when Tim Came on the show uh, For The um, 15th anniversary of Hacksplash It was to set up Like this new Ongoing thing at Image And almost A year and a half later we have not Yet seen the return of Cassie and Vlad
1: Mm-mm.
0: And uh I know the pandemic happened and it's still ongoing and Tim got a job at Heavy Metal, but, um, you know, and he's currently working on uh, Vampire the Masquerade from Vault Comics, which if you have not read, it's amazing. I highly recommend Vampire the Masquerade. I'm a less a fan about Money Shot. I think it's good, but I'm a bigger fan of Vampire the Masquerade. I mean, it's vampires versus pornography. Vampires will always win.
1: <laughs> I, I was going to say, I've been reading Money Shot, and I'm a, a fan of Money Shot, but it's like, I, I will move on to his next one after I finish Money Shot.
0: Uh, issue seven of Vampire the Masquerade will be out soon, so um, it's that good. I mean, I, I, I told him on Twitter, I was like, dude, this is I, – I thought the first five issues were great, and then I just got issue six, and I'm like, damn, this is really good stuff. This is – it's just you know it's a really well constructed vampire the masquerade story based on the role playing game so and he's doing a really good job of it especially for somebody who as he said has never played it nice that's, yeah. that's impressive then definitely that's all the time we have here on goth girl horror we'll be back in a couple weeks with uh starting with the return of bomb queen even though we just saw her a few weeks ago yeah so we got an actually ongoing story arc with bomb queen um oh ouch and not only bomb queen returns but also uh sam hay Yep, we get
1: to, well, and I mean, it's only fair the Bomb Queen comes back because she said she was going to come back for Cassie.
0: Right, and where can people find you, Charcy? You can
1: find me at Lex on my Twitter.
0: And you can find me at ChrisDSav. Also, you can find me on uh, Vlada underscore uh, GN and pick up a copy of my graphic novel, Vlada, A Dracula Tale. And I think um, probably before the Hatchet book comes out, Or maybe we will wait until we're done with all the image books. We will be covering the nine-page mini-short book from the Hackslash Omnibus, which is coming. I have the digital copy. I still need to download it. Um, And I think you ordered the actual physical version, right?
1: Yes, I got the physical.
0: Sweet. So that is a new uh, Kathy and Vlad story.
1: I can't wait to read that one when it comes.
0: Definitely. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And if you want, you can send us an email at radiohorror at gmail.com. For more uh, other podcasts that I have done, go to radiohorror.com and you can listen to podcasts for the Dead TV podcast, Vampire Movie Minute podcast, or Supernatural Creatures and Lore. Have a good night. Night.
1: Captain, Captain, who you gonna start tonight? Let the villain know that she's looking for a fight. Ah, ah,
0: smash him with your back, his murderous monsters don't stand a chance. When you smash, ah, smash him with your back,
1: his murderous monsters don't stand